We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Capps. Smith Wigglesworth, he was catching a bus one time. This lady came out and she had her little dog and she kept telling the little dog, Now, honey, you can't go with me. you got to go back. And said he'd just wag his tail and rub up against her. She kept talking to him, now, honey, you've got to go. You can't go with me this time. And he'd just wag his tail and rub up against her. And the bus came. She stomped her foot and said, get! <laughs> and he just tucked his tail and run. And Smith Wigglesworth just hollered out loud and said, that's the way you've got to do the devil. He'll take all that honey business you'll give him. As long as you'll speak his language, he'll go home with you. The devil will camp on your doorstep if you'll let him. But when you begin to speak the word of God and proclaim what God said, the devil can't stand the word of God. Now, let's go over to Romans, the fourth chapter. Let's begin with verse 13. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, see, we talked about in the other session, we talked about the righteousness which is of faith. What does the righteousness which is of faith say? It says, the word is nigh me, it's in my mouth and in my heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, what Paul said in Romans 10th chapter. So this promise that Abraham would be heir of the world and his seed would be heir of the world. Now, see, that involves us. Because if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And the way it's going to happen is through the righteousness which is a faith. Now come down to verse 16. Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace. To the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not just part of them. God's no respecter of person. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. Then he picks up on a scripture in the 17th chapter of Genesis, where God said to Abraham, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now notice, God calls things that are not as though they were. God said in Isaiah that he speaks the end from the beginning. That's what God does. See, in Genesis, the first chapter, you find that the darkness was up over the face of the earth and it was covered with water. God looked out over that darkness and he said, light be. Now, if it had been some folks I know there, they'd have said, whoo, it's dark. But you see, God saw what was. (laughs) He saw what was, but that was not what he wanted. So he called into existence what he had need of or what he desired. When he saw darkness, he said light. If God sees lack, he would say abundance. If God were to pray for you in your financial condition, how do you suppose he would pray? I can tell you how God would pray. He would pray only what he has said in his word about you. And if you've been obedient to give, he would start because he has given, it is given unto him, good measure, pressed down, he's sown bountifully, he shall reap bountifully. That's what God would say about it. Well, somebody said, well, I can understand that, because, see, that was God. He could say light be and light was. 
Well, now, if you come right on over just a few verses, and it says, God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them have dominion. Now, what are you going to do with that? Let them have dominion. How was them going to have dominion? The same way that him had dominion, (laughs) through the words. God fully expected that to happen, because man was created in his image and his likeness. You know, in the book of Job, it says, Decree a thing, and it shall be established to you, and light shall shine upon your path. In other words, decree it. It had to be based on the authority of the Word of God, and it'll be established to you. See, that's what confession of the Word of God does. It establishes the Word of God to you. You're not saying it for anybody else's benefit. You're saying it for your benefit. You know, God said... Call me to remembrance of what I've said. Well, he didn't say that because he's forgetful. He said that for your benefit. So when you remind God, you'd hear it, see. See, what God's trying to do is get you to say what he said. Same thing he told Joshua. Don't let the word depart out of your mouth. Meditate there in day and night. And then he said, thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Then thou shalt have good success. Why? Because he made his way prosperous by saying what God said. See, there's a system built into the human spirit. It's God's kingdom system. That when a man speaks, when you speak the word of God, it does something for you. It establishes it to you. And then you begin to think different. I know after I confessed abundance and no lack during those years that there was lack. I mean, for a whole year, I confessed abundance when it looked like I wouldn't be able to borrow money to farm another year. But I'd go up my upstairs room or get out on the turn row in the field and I'd confess the word of God. Thank God it is given unto me. I have abundance and no lack. My God has met my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And if I'd looked at the natural circumstance, I'd said it's all a lie and just turn around and walked off. Because, brother, when I was saying there is no lack and there is abundance, everywhere I looked it was lack. But you know what I learned to do? Look at the unseen. What was the unseen? Abundance was the unseen. I didn't see it with my eye, brother. It was not there is the reason I didn't see it. But God said it was. So I learned to look at the unseen with my spiritual eyes. And I began to say it and I establish it to myself. I remember one day, I come running into the house and I told my wife, I said, Honey, I feel rich, but my bank book don't show it. <laughs> I mean, there was just, I felt like I didn't have a financial problem in the world. And I really didn't. I didn't have any finances. <laughs> Somebody said, well, you just got yourself psyched up. No, no. I confessed the word of God till it got in my spirit. It became a part of me. I began to feel the very emotions of having abundance. And no lack. How could that happen? Nothing had changed in the natural. I wasn't looking at the natural. I'm looking at the unseen realm. Spiritual forces. I've called on the spiritual realm. God's word. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, their spirit, their life. Man shall live by every word of God. Not some of them. Every word of God has life in it. 
Man shall live by every word of God. Now just turn that around and take the reciprocal of that. If you live by every word of God, you will die by the words of the devil. There's life in the word of God. There's death in the words of the devil. You quote the devil and it'll produce death. Spiritual death, physical death, financial death, and all kinds. I tell you, the devil's out to kill you, man. He's out to destroy you. But I continued that until it became a revelation in my spirit. Now, here's where most people miss it. They give up before they get a revelation of the Word of God in their spirit. Now, I'm going to say it again. I said it this morning. It won't work just because you say it. But saying it is involved in working it. This is not a fad. It's a way of life. You decide that I am going to say what God said about this situation. And you may have to study to find out what God said about it. It's amazing that the people that all they know about the Bible is what they've heard that somebody said they thought they heard somebody say about it. <laughs> they really don't know for themselves. But I was astounded when I began to study the Word of God. The Lord told me one day, He said, Son, what you need to do is forget everything you ever heard about the Bible. Forget it. Go back and study it like you never heard it before. When I did, it became a different book. I began to see that these things were put in here because they were true. And we were to act on them. Not just to read it and rejoice over something that happened then. It's something you can use in your everyday life. Now, let's come back here. I can spend all night on that. But here... God said to Abram, I've made you the father of many nations. Now, he had not actually experienced that. The promised child was not born when God said that. God spoke the end from the beginning. He always does that. Jesus did that. That's what kept getting him in trouble. I tell you, Jesus, when you study the ministry of Jesus, it was strange for their day. And religious people have not changed. They'll call you the occult, the prosperity cult. You know, you go to teach prosperity, they call you prosperity cult. And you go to teach them some other thing, and they'll, they'll name some name on that, you know. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The prosperity cult would probably be better than the poverty cult. <laughs> Paul said, you know the grace of the Lord Jesus. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be made rich. Now, I heard a fellow on radio, <laughs> bless his darling heart. Well, he said, now that scripture, a lot of people that preach prosperity quote that scripture, but he said, now Paul was talking about spiritual things there. Now, you know, a little boy with just any common sense at all, seven, eight years old, you could read that to him and he'd know better than that if he read the whole chapter. Two whole chapters there, Paul is talking about nothing but finances, money. He talked about taking up the offering before he comes so they wouldn't have to gather it. And he went on to say, you know the grace of the Lord Jesus, though he was rich, when he came to this earth, see, he became poverty-stricken as far as God was concerned. According to God's standards, he just poverty-stricken when he came to the earth. But he gave it up so that you might have abundance, you see. He suffered the curse of poverty that you might have abundance. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week we're offering CD offer number 7246. It's called The Law of Faith. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We read in the third chapter of Romans where the Apostle Paul is speaking about the righteousness which is of faith. 
And he says in verse 27, where is boasting then? Is it excluded by what law of works? No, he says, but by the law of faith. Then verse 31 says, do we then make void the law through faith? He says, God forbid we establish the law. In other words, he was talking about things of the old covenant in the first part of the chapter, and then he switches over to the law of the new covenant. The law of the old covenant was worked. The law of the new covenant is faith in the word of God. Do we then make void the law through faith? He says, God forbid we establish the law. Now, he's talking about establishing the law of the new covenant and certainly not the law of the old covenant. He comes over to chapter 4 and verse 13. He says, For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, you ought to keep that phrase in your mind, through the righteousness which is of faith. Then he goes on in 16 and says, Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is the law, but that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made the father many nations before him whom he believe, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Now God taught Abraham to call things that were not as though they were. This is the law of faith. He was trying to teach Abraham some things about what was going to come under the new covenant. This will be an enlightening series to you. That's CD offer number 7246. It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.